Hello, everyone. I decided to do this episode on sex. I need to this all off the top of my head. Let's get to it. I have learned more about the fact that I am ambiamorous, too. Now, for me, that makes me a person who is flexible in terms of my partnership nature, lovey-dovey nature, and erotic nature. One of the things I've learned about sex and just all kinds of ethical human relationships is quality. When it comes to sex, I taught myself these, everything I'm telling you, I taught myself. Most things in life, I was self-taught because the people around me were too broken and extremely dysfunctional to teach me anything. So most things in life, in terms of the wisdom, was self-taught. Or as an old school expression would say, self-brought on. Um, Quality. That's something I've learned about Let's be honest, sex. Even though I learned in other relationships, especially sex. Uh, Quality. Quality means that when it comes to sex, I don't do the numbers game. I'm not out here treating and seeing people as mathematical formulas. And I want to solve as many algebraic problems as much as possible. I don't look at people like that. I don't look at people as green currency or silver, gold, or brown colored coins. Um, that's not how I am when it comes to sex. And amory for those that are new listeners, it means that I am truly um, at peace whether I'm monogamous or non-monogamous. So, yes, I am solo polyamory by nature. And at the same time, I'm flexible in my nature because when it comes to quality, I value flexibility. That does not mean I compromise myself. That does not mean I compromise anybody else. So I don't lie to who I'm with. They don't lie to me. They don't lie to themselves. I don't lie to myself. We don't lie to each other because we're all being truthful in terms of each other and self, ourselves. So I'm into quality. Quality has no number for me. So, I don't look at life as I have to objectify sensuality. I hate that. I don't objectify eroticism. I hate that. I don't objectify exoticism. I hate that. 
Um, I don't objectify persons. I don't, I hate that. I don't object, I don't even objectify non-humans. I hate that. Um, I don't objectify romance. I don't objectify flirting and being a, being a flirtatious. I hate that. I don't objectify sex. I hate that. I don't objectify sexuality. I hate that. I don't objectify sexual and gender diversity. I, I hate that. So none of those things are my issues. I was taught to do those things. I reject those things. So, my ambiamory, it also means that I am grateful and humble to enjoy the quality of my life. So, let's say I do porn. Rarely, like I've been saying. And... I have a casual, non-monogamous relationship off-camera. If that is what life has in store for me in terms of quality, it's not me seeking it. It sought me out. I don't seek quality. Quality seeks me out. Um, What that means is I'm already quality. I don't chase what I am. Quality chases me, meaning other forms of quality out there. If I have that just one, I'm I'm all cool with that. Casual non-monogamy means we're not in a serious relationship, but we're only intercoursing one another. Um, in every which way. Not just sexually. That too, but... All the other areas of life go along with it, right? Let's say I do porn rarely. And I have more than one partner off camera. If that is what quality has in store for me in terms of life, I'm I'm fine with that too. If that means I have casual non-monogamy with more than one person. I'm cool with that. I meant to say casual monogamy in the beginning. When I said one person, casual monogamy in the beginning, that's what I was referring to. Um, I'm cool with that too. I'm cool with casual monogamy, casual non-monogamy off camera. Now, on camera, of course, there's going to be more than one person. So I'm, I may... I don't know. I may I may be in a situation where my only mon- my only non-monogamy casually speaking is on camera, but off camera may be casual monogamy, one person. Or quality could say you can have casual non-monogamy on an, on camera and off camera, right? So those those are my flexibilities. I'm just so in I'm just so into quality that I don't care about statistics and ratios when it comes to um, 
the 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 dog chasing the cat type of it's like how like how many chat how many cats can you chase if you're the dog I don't look at people like that I don't even look at myself like that I don't even look at non-humans like that I don't look at life like that I hate all of that so in my case sex for me has really I had to really think about it and I said well My biology doesn't ruin my life. That's for sure. My urges don't own me. I I own my urges. I rule my biology. I own my urges well and I and I rule my biology well. So sex is really um I I slowed down a hell of a whole lot. Um, I was in a situation in college where I I was a living lover to the the some of the married women that I was dating. I'm not gloating that. I'm not glorifying that. I'm just telling you. My sexual maturity, I went from that destructive pattern to if I am a living lover in the future, it'll be in healthy sexual relationships, right? Living lover doesn't mean I live there every day. It just means sleepovers. That's it. Um, But yes, when I was in college, I was a living lover to the married women that I was dating the baby mamas, also known as single moms that I was dating, not to disparage anybody, I'm just being honest about my situation at the time. And I was a living lover to some you know, of the uh, single women that I was dating. Um, so some of my things, like I had half my clothes were at their places and the rest of my clothes were in my dorm. And it wasn't all the time living with them, but you know, in patches, I would stay the night with them. And of course, before meals and after meals, we would have sex. Sometimes during the meal, the urges would kick in and sex was had. And all of that was the trauma on on all of our parts was taken over because the women I was with tended to be survivors of traumas. And I was a survivor of trauma by that time already. So none of what happened was good. It was all... um, It was all barbaric, not to be hard on ourselves, but I'm, 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 I'm judging our actions. You know, it was all barbaric, and um, we, 
the compromising happened because of the trauma. Not to excuse it, not to validate it, but I'm acknowledging and recognizing that that did happen. Um, We were all compromised. Um, When I think about how when I was in college, there was, from my memory, the women with children, they did, none of them liked their dads because their dads were emotionally abusive and they knew that their dads were cheaters when it came to their monogamous partnership between them and their mothers. And they all liked me, all talked to me, they all eat with us sometimes, other times, most of the time, it was, I would be alone with their mothers. And For the most part, we were able to keep our voices down. And we were able to sometimes cover each other's mouths. Not the whole time, but if we felt like one of us was about to be too loud, we would just gently do that. Every now and then, um, we were heard unintentionally. Every now and then, kid would, um, the kids would open the door and catch us or walk in. We would have to cover ourselves. And I really felt, and their mothers did too, we felt like we were... scums of the earth and scumbags because we didn't mean for a child to witness what happened and it hurt me in a sense because I grew up walking in on adults having sex and organized crime. I grew up opening the door and catching adults having sex and organized crime. And in organized crime, they didn't stop. If a kid caught you, saw you, they would just keep having sex. They didn't care. Um, In other situations, it was either the man or the woman at times. Um, They would um, try not to have sex with kids, but the other person would like, we're going to keep doing it. You know, nothing and no one stops what we're doing. And I did, I didn't just witness heterosexual and gender sex. I saw gender and sexually diverse sex too with the LGBTQI plus community. And no, the LGBTQI plus community are not rapists, not pedophiles, 
in general, okay? And I'm not judging heterosexual cisgender people harshly either. I'm just telling what I saw in organized crime. There's a difference between organized crime and most people are heterosexual cisgender. There's a difference between organized crime and the LGBT plus community, okay? So when I saw the LGBT plus community have sex, They were the only ones willing to stop themselves. If I walked in on them or saw it, they would stop and reassure us and be age appropriate with us. And then we were able to leave and they would go back to having sex because we were gone. Just a lot of the sex life that I saw in organized crime, all the the sex industry sex I saw in organized crime and the non-sex industry sex I saw in organized crime was and is harmful injurious, detrimental, hurtful, noxious, evil, mischievous, ruinous, adverse, sinister, subversive, incendiary, uh, virulent, cataclysmic, corroding, toxic, baleful, painful, wounding, crippling, bad, malicious, malignant, sinful, pernicious, unwholesome, corrupting, menacing, dire, prejudicial, damaging, corrupt, vicious, insidious, treacherous, catastrophic, disastrous, wild, murderous, destructive, unhealthy, killing, fatal, mortal, serious, dangerous, fraught with evil, doing harm, doing evil, sore, distressing, diabolic, brutal, unhealthful, satanic, grievous, lethal, venomous, cruel, unfortunate, disadvantageous, felonious, objectionable, fiendish, unlucky, malign, devilish, corrosive, and cursed. Those are all the synonyms for the word harmful because it was all harmful. And... I felt like, um, and now when it comes to my own life, my sex life now, thanks to all the healing work that I've done with myself and the right people, um, My sex life now is harmless, safe, iniquitous, not harmful or offensive, benign, of a tumor, not malignant, gentle, having or showing a mild, kind, or tender temperament or character, mild, not severe, serious, or harsh, wholesome, conducive to or suggestive of good health and physical well-being, 
non-dangerous, non-toxic, not poisonous or toxic, non-poisonous, non-irritant, non-addictive, of a drug or other substance not causing addiction, and innocuous. Because my sex life is now inoffensive, um, unjectionable, um, unobjectionable, unexceptionable, unoffending, and tame. Not badly exciting, not badly adventurous, and not controversial. So that's the type of sex life I have now. And... When it comes to sex for me now, um, I, I need to talk about uh, the triggers. We are sensitized to myself and my partners were sensitized to sexual trauma triggers, sexual trauma stressors, um, sexual trauma stimulus and sexual trauma reminders and sexual traumatic coping. Um, we're sensitized to sexual like panic attacks, sexual flashbacks and the sexual parts of post-traumatic stress and we're sensitized to sexual trigger warnings and sexual content warnings. So what do these words mean? But think about sex when I talk about these things, okay? Okay, a sexual trigger warning is a sexual message Presented to an audience by the contents of a piece of media to warn them that it contains potentially sexually distressing content. A more generic term, which is not directly focused on PTSD per se, but the sexual part of PTSD, is sexual content warnings. Um, a sexual trauma trigger is a a sexual trauma trigger is a sexually psychological stimulus that prompts involuntary recall of a previous sexual traumatic experience. The process of connecting a sexually trans a, the process of connecting a sexually traumatic experience to a sexual trauma trigger is called Sexual traumatic coupling. When sexual trauma is triggered, the involuntary response goes far beyond feeling uncomfortable. It can feel overwhelming and uncontrollable, such as a sexual panic attack, a sexual flashback, or a strong impulse to flee to a sexually safe place. Which means that... That means that as more sex people, we have to be sexually safe, gracious and sexually safe places to people. That doesn't mean y'all are necessarily having relations. It just means that people can share um, 
their sexual recovery with you without dumping on you or are you being treated as an afterthought? So sexual trauma triggers can be smells that we all should be sensitive to. Uh, Tasting and tastes that we all should be sensitive to. Sounds that we all should be sensitive to. Volumes is something we should all be sensitive to. Um, Words and word choices and body language and gestures and linguistics that we should all be sensitized to. Textures we all should be sensitized to. Certain times of day and the duration of the day, we all should be sensitive to those things. It could be sights, touching, feeling, grabbing, holding, squeezing, smacking, spanking, pinching. We should all be sensitized to those things. Um, the hearing and the act of listening and listening, we should all be sensitized to those things. Places, environments, things, and situations, circumstances, we all should be sensitized to those things. Physical pain and all-around pain, we should all be sensitive to those things. The position of the body and the position of the inner life, we should all be sensitive to those things. Emotions and feelings, we should be sensitive to all those things. Particular scenarios and situations, and just situations scenarios, we should all be sensitive to those things. Bodily sensations, skin sensations, and sensations of the soul. We all should be sensitive to those things. People. Making sure they're the right people, we should all be sensitive to those things. Uh, Conflict resolution. Some people do arguments. We should all be sensitive to those things. Slang, um, speaking in other languages and other tongues, we should all be sensitive to the to those things. Um, like I said earlier, how we look at each other. That's what I meant when I say facial expressions, how we look at each other. Um, and looking and staring and gazing, G-A-Z-I-N-G, We should all be sensitive to those things. Um, Noises. um, Sense. S-C-E-N-T-S. We should all be sensitive to those things. Um, 
I must admit this. These are all sexual triggers because these are triggers can apply to people who've never been sexually traumatized. Um, these sexual triggers are universal because most people have sex. So whether you've been sexually traumatized or not, all these sexual triggers do apply. Um, a sexual trigger, I'm going to find out the top of my head. It, it makes you feel a lack of ease once it is said or done or felt or even thought of. Um, and that's why I decided to I've been thinking deeply about this for quite some time, as y'all can tell. Because my sex life is free from haste, hurry, scramble, bustle, scurry, precipitation, flurry, hurly-burly, impetuosity, rashness, dispatch, impetuousness, full, full, Hardiness, want of caution, hustling press, recklessness, rush, hastiness, carelessness, irrationality, rashness, giddiness, impatience, heatlessness, plunge, testiness, excitation, abruptness, anticipation. Um, that time my sex life was, to a large extent, as adolescent and as a young man, early, young adulthood, even childhood, sleeping with my me having sex with other kids as a kid. And I would say all those words apply to this sex life world I saw in organized crime, too. Um... When it comes to the um, Puritan sexuality and the abusive sexuality I was taught, the people who subscribe to those things tended to be haughty, arrogant, disdainful, proud, and egotistic. Um... I am of the hatred of unlawful sex and unethical sex. Unethical sex and unlawful sex makes me feel abhorrence, loathing, rancor, detestation, antipathy, repugnance, repulsion, disgust, contempt, intense dislike, scorn, abomination, distaste, disapproval, horror, 
heart, feelings, displeasure, ill will, bitterness, antagonism, animosity, pique, grudges, malice, and malevolence, revulsion, prejudice, spite, revenge, hate, venom, envy, spleen, coldness, hostility, alienation, bad blood, chip on my shoulder, a grudge, my anger. I experience no devotion, no friendship, no affection towards unethical sex and unlawful sex. And, um... This is what I want to say. I am so glad that I can honor sexual triggers, meaning how you lick, how you suck, licking and sucking and slurping and how you slurp. And those are other sexual triggers that people have to be mindful of, you know, how you behold a person and the beholding in and of itself. Those are sexual triggers that people have to honor. The the foreplaying. The penetrative sex, non-penetrative sex. Those are all sexual triggers. Medical conditions, physical conditions. Those are all sexual triggers. Being conversant, even the small talk when it comes to sex. Those are sexual triggers, and all these sexual triggers have to be honored. Hmm. to sex there are other sensitivities that need to be intact and in place so sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's human skeletons each other's joints each other's ligaments each other's muscular systems and each other's tendons in other words sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's musculoskeletal system. (sighs) Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's mouths and teats and tongue, tongues and lips. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's salivary glands, parotid glands, submandibular glands, sublingual, sublingual, glands, the pharynx, the esophagus, the stomachs, the small intestines, the duodenums, the the jejunums, the iliums, the large intestines, the 
this the circums and the sending colons, the transverse colons, the descending colons, the sigmoid colons, the rectums, the livers, the gallbladders, the mesenteries, the pancreas, and the anal can and the anal canals. Anal canals. So, in other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's digestive systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's nasal cavities, pharynx, larynx, tracheas, bronchi, bronchioles, and smaller air passages, the lungs and the muscles of breathing. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's respiratory systems. Um, Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's kidneys, ureters, bladders, and urethras. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's urinary systems. Um, Sexual partners have to be sensitive to internal reproductive organs like ovaries, fallopian tubes, uteruses, cervix, and placentas. So in other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to the female reproductive system. And sexual partners have to be sensitive to the external reproductive organs like vulvas, clitorises, and vaginas. Um, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's um, you know, sexual partners have to be sensitive to the internal reproductive organs like testes, epididymis, vas deferens, seminal vesicles, prostates, and the bowl borethral glands. And sexual partners have to be sensitive to the external reproductive organs like penises, scrotums, and testicles. So sexual partners have to be sensitive to the male reproductive system. Um, sexual partners have to be sensitive to the to each other's pituitary glands, pineal glands, thyroid glands, parathyroid glands, adrenal glands, and pancreas. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's endocrine systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's hearts, arteries, veins, and capillaries. In other words, um, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's circulatory systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's lymphatic vessels, lymph nodes, bone narrows, thymuses, spleens, gut-associated lymphoid tissues, tonsils, and interstitiums. In other words... Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's lymphatic systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's brains, cerebrums, cerebral hemispheres, diencephalon or interbrains, and thalamuses and hypothalamuses and midbrains, cerebellums, pons, and medulla oblongatas, the spinal cords, the ventricular systems, and the choroid plexus. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's nervous systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's nerves, cranial nerves, spinal nerves, 
ganglias and enteric nervous systems. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's peripheral nervous systems. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's eyes, corneas, irises, celery bodies, lens, retinas, ears, outer ears, earlobes, eardrums, middle ears, ossicles, ossicles, and inner ears, and cochleas, and vestibule of the ears, and semicircular canals, canals. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's sensory organs. Sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's olfactory epithelium, um, tongues, and taste buds. That's important as well. And sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's um, mammary glands, skins, and subcutaneous tissues. In other words, sexual partners have to be sensitive to each other's integumentary systems. Another thing that sexual partners have to be sensitive to is each other's feet, eyes, armpits, backs, breasts, pecs, chests, buttocks, noses, hairs, navels, belly buttons, dorsums, uh, bellies, stomachs, hands, legs, lips, facial cheeks, dimples, and the full entire human framework. Um, those are things to keep in mind. And we have to be, and sexual partners have to be sensitive to the erogenosomes, um, the body worship, the uh, muscle worship, the partialism, uh, the fetishizing with you know, the fetishes without fetishizations and, um, even the muscle worship, you know, and the non-muscle worship, you know, we, people have to be sensitive to all these things. And sensitive means that you have, you honor beyond measure and you cherish beyond compare. That's what sensitivity means. And so... That's why I really wanted to tell you, and people, partners have to be sensitive to each other's personality types. Um, Partners have to be sensitive to each other's temperament types, too. And when it comes to sex, people have to be sensitive to each other's sexual personality types, uh, sexual temperament types, and erotic blueprint types as well. And those are things that a lot of people don't consider is that they're so into the um, the animalistic primal part of sex. You can do that and still be humane. Um, you can still humanize that the, whoever you're with. But keep in mind that you have to be sensitive to each other's long-term memory, short-term memory, memory banks, um, each other's hearts, each other's souls, each other's minds, each other's 
bodies be sensitive. Think about these things. And yet we sensitive each other's triggers and sensibilities too. Um, each other's boundaries, each other's rules, each other's regulations, each other's limitations, each other's yeses, hell yeses, each other's noes, and hard noes meaning hell noes, and the maybes that could come, the yes or the noes. Gotta be sensitive to all those things. And you have to be sensitive to the sexual complexes that you can create in another person and other people based upon what you say and how you say, what you do and how you do, what you think and how you think and what you feel and how you feel. Because you've got to be sensitive to each other's sayings, doings, uh, thinkings, and feelings. Yes, I make thinkings a word. I like to create my own words. Um... I think about how also sex is also about, and this is something a lot of people don't consider. When you think about sex, think about how the fact that sex is about what you don't say and how you don't say it and what you, what you don't feel and how you don't feel it, what you don't think and how you don't think it, and what you're not doing, how you're not doing it. One more time. Sex is about what you don't say, what you don't do, what you don't feel, what you don't think. And sex is also about how you don't say it, how you don't feel it, how you don't do it, how you don't think it too. So it's like in conversation, you pay attention to what somebody is not saying. Because sex is a an all-encompassing conversation. So when it comes to sex, and it, just like a regular conversation, also focus on what they're not communicating. And sex is a bodily communication, psychological communication, sexual communication, obviously, emotional communication. Um, it's intellectual communication. It's all-encompassing communication. Spiritual communication, too. And I'm not being religious when I say spiritual. I'm talking about your inner life. And so, those are things I had to teach myself. So... Teaching myself these things, I have to honor the fact that my partners are the offspring of other people. They are the relatives of other people. They are the colleagues of other people. They are the neighbors of other people. They are the talk buddies of other people. They are the hangout buddies of other people. They are the close friends of other people. They're the best friends of other people. They're the true friends of other people. People and they have their own chosen family that they belong to because of other people. So when people start thinking about those things, about the fact that, yeah, my partners, they have every area of life that I have to consider. Not just sex. Talking about 
There has to be compatibility, chemistry, and intimacy when it comes to political views, education, careers, dream home, bucket list, mental health history, family health history, friend health history, financial expectations, sexual expectations, partner expectations, healing childhood traumas, healing adulthood traumas, um, what convictions will be instilled in the kids if, you know, if that's on the table, um, how to deal with family and friends, views on religion, debt, credit, printing styles and bills. Because healthy love alone is not enough. Healthy lust is not enough. And you have to have intimacy, compatibility, and chemistry when it comes to whatever else comes to mind. And there has to be understanding that y'all have to be in sync with each other. That's what compatibility, chemistry, and intimacy means. That I call it the CCI. In sync means working well together in agreement. And sex requires that. Um, Sex requires moments of coordination, combination occurring at the same time or rate, occurring at different times or different rates too, are ATEFs. Because sex has needs healthy fluidity, um, and healthy fluctuations too. And when it comes to sex, there has to be a CCI for the last time, compatibility, chemistry, intimacy when it comes to emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, Unconditional intimacy, aesthetic intimacy, work intimacy, commitment intimacy, creative intimacy, conflict intimacy, crisis intimacy, spiritual intimacy, intellectual intimacy, experiential intimacy, circumstantial intimacy, recreational intimacy, and financial intimacies, communication intimacies, and... That is what is so important. Is that you have to keep in mind that your part, that some, you know, for non-monogamous partners, your partners have these all these intimacies with other people, and they have um, other relationships. So 
that has to be kept in mind too. All that has to be both honored and cherished. And uh, when it comes to sex, people have to keep all these things in mind. There has to be compa- there has to be compatibility, chemistry, intimacy when it comes to health, spirituality, education, personal development, finance, wellness, natural environment, intimate relationships, family, friends, recreation, exercise, business, mental health, careers, emotions, parenting, friendships, love, lust. Both have to be healthy, fitness, social relations, and intellectual life including adventures, skills, creative life, and community life, as well as the resolution of past life events, mental style and life management skills, self-esteem, mindfulness, um, and leisure, health, money, work, relationships. Uh, Romantic relationships, casual relationships, those really... Um, have to be kept in mind. Your interpersonal life, your relational life, your social life, your contributions, the emotions and meaning. Those are all the things about sex that people must absolutely consider. So... I just want to say how proud I am of myself. Um, I remember you know, having a sex life where I also decided that I value sexual substance, sexual effectiveness, sexual integrity, um, sexual noble character, and um, I also value sexual moral excellence and none of these things are religious in nature Um, these are things I really had to work out in my own soul in every area of life we have to honor ourselves we have to honor all of our bodies and body parts and our entire inner lives too And we have to have all of these, all the intimacies I told you about, we have to have all these intimacies with ourselves. We have to have all these chemistries with ourselves. We have to have all these compatibilities with ourselves. That is so important. Um, You have to be your own wise and healthy sex partner for yourself so you can be that way to another person and or others. And or, or, you know, and you have to be you have to live a life of sexual self-control, 
sexual goodness, sexual gentleness, um, sexual kindness, sexual love, and sexual joy, and um, sexual generosity, sexual charity, sexual modesty, meaning and moderation, and um, there has to be sexual courage. Sexual justice, as well as reproductive justice. Um, everyone's declaration of sexual rights, declaration of sexual pleasure has to be fruitfully honored. Um, sexual stability, sexual level headedness, there has to be sexual serenity, sexual tranquility, sexual calmness. Value. Um, those are things that people don't think about in terms of their own sex lives. And um, I'm so glad to talk about this. Um, I do remember um, thinking deeply about subjects like this, and I'm just so prepared for the sex life I get to have. Um, that'll be resumed this year. Because I've done all the work to be able to get to those points. So, I'll be doing sex episodes again in about a month. I would say, for me, as I have studied what I feel about these subjects, I come to the conclusion that I needed to To really resolve things when it comes when it comes to God, not to get religious, but um, I know that a lot of believers listening will understand that when it comes to God, I thought about the. the concept of prayer and I like this I I created this statement I stimulate the Christ within myself that's what I consider prayer when you when you stimulate the Christ within yourself you are conversant with the Christ within yourself so that's so that's what prayer means for me that's what I do um and I stimulate the Christ in myself by um, human self-reflection of the human condition. Um, and I have to, and people have to remember because of sex that people are each, people have to honor each other's human conditions and people have to engage in self-reflection of the human condition. In this case, people have to engage in human sexual self-reflection 
of each other's um, sexual human condition. Hmm. So when it comes to sex, sexual partners have to be harmonious with each other, in tune musically with each other, melodious with each other, tuneful with each other, musical with each other, rhythmical with each other, melodic with each other, symphonic with each other, in tune with each other, congruous with each other, agreeable to each other, corresponding with each other, being suitable to to each other, adapted to each other, uh, similar to each other, like to each other, peaceful to each other, cooperative with each other, in step with each other, in, in accordance with each other, in concord with each other, in favor with each other, in harmony with each other, on a footing with each other, friendly with each other, conforming with each other, well-matched with each other, evenly balanced to each other, symmetrical to each other, congruent to each other, not opposed to each other, not incongruent with each other, not incompatible with each other, but fit for each other. And um, I value sexual prudence, sexual caution, and sexual attention. So, another way of looking at it is that sexual partners have to be of musical concord with each other. They have to have accord with each other, consonance with each other, accord with each other, symphony with each other, harmonics with each other, counterpoint with each other, concert to concert together, music together, chorus together, blending together, unity together, accordance together chimes together, overtones together, musical patterns together, musical blends together, social concords with each other, compatibility with each other, equanimity with each other, unanimity with each other, agreement with each other, and peace with each other, I say again. Um... It's like... This is what I saw at times in organized crime when it comes to sex that I told that I'm gonna tell y'all about. I saw sexual partners hating each other, detesting each other, abhorring each other, abominating each other, loathing each other, scorning each other, despising each other, having aversion towards each other, look at with loathing with each other, spitting upon each other, cursing each other, disliking each other intensely, shuddering at each other, not caring for each other, you know, be repelled by each other, you know, I've had enough of each other, and feel repulsion for each other, have no use for each other, objecting to each other, bearing a grudge against each other, shunning each other, denouncing each other, resenting each other, again, cursing each other. Um, being sick of each other, being tired of each other, rejecting each other, revolting against each other, deriding each other, have no stomach for each other, disfavoring each other, looking, looking, look down upon each other, hold each other in contempt and being disgusted with each other, viewing each other with horror and terror, being down on each other, have it in for each other, no compassionate love, no adoration, no healthy worship of each other without making each other God, of course. Um, not liking each other, disliking each other. Condemning each other, being unpopular with each other, avoiding each other, being undesirable. 
to each other, out of favor with each other. So their sex life did not end well. And that's what I saw in that organized crime, all these things that people have to consider. Now, there is a such thing as healthy sexual rejection. If you're not attracted to somebody in that way, it's okay to um, gently decline without gently de- without declining their humanity. In other words, you can gently decline the sexual opportunities without declining their full humanness. Um, H-U-M-A-N-E-S-S, okay? So, and do that because that's truly what you're experiencing in yourself. And if you take sexual opportunities, make sure that that is something that's truly right for you to do. People have to honor the rights and the wrongs of sex. And people have to be thoughtful of such things. So when I um, I think about the fact that sex for me requires unconditional love, compassionate love, sacrificial love, um, agape love, um, neighborly love, friendship love, erotic love too sensual love as well they all have to be considered and they all have to be in place for me those are requirements so I just want to say as I wrap everything up um, that um I'm so glad that I felt free to sexually set myself free. And I feel free to stay sexually free. And I did that because of me. So now you're wondering, okay, what if you meet somebody you're attractive to, but they're in a committed relationship? I thought about this long and hard, as the saying goes. I will make sure I have wise counsel on speed dial, and I will try my best to resist, kindly resist, because... I decided to not pressure myself to be perfect when it comes to that. It's not, it's not, it wouldn't be purposeful adultery in the context of, I just want to, you know, shit on what they have and I want to fuck them over. No, 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 no. I never understood why people cheat if they have it so well in the relationship. I've always I've always hated that and still do and always will hate that. Um, but there are contexts where it's understandable. Again, I'm not glamorizing cheating. I'm not throwing any glitz to the cheating. Don't 
mistake that. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes people get into unhealthy relationships and they did not mean to. Um, they could not see the warning signs and the red flags. And it wasn't purposeful um, covering of the eyes. It was, well, I, I genuinely did not experience any of the troubles and, you know, that person at that time. And then all of a sudden the true colors came out and they want to get out of the relationship. They may not fully know how to do it properly. So, and then you meet your type, right? But they're with somebody else. That's tough to deal with. I mean, I will make sure to do my best to not indulge. It's hard not to, but I'm going to really value the fact that, hey, I can't allow my, um, I can't allow my emotions to supersede my wisdom. And at the same time, if I slip, I don't make it a habit, you know, of purposely being with people in relationships. I don't do that. I never did that. Even when I was in college, it was just some things are really, really difficult to resist, especially if they're your type. So I I, I say to myself that I'm, I'm well sexual disciplined. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be well. It doesn't have to be perfect for it to be correct. It doesn't have to be perfect for it to be right. Mm. So when you let go of perfectionism, it's much easier to do the right things. Um, and there was sexual perfectionism I suffered from, but I've overcome that. And I, um, I got to really heal those things in my life. Um, and I'm so grateful that I have, I've done that. And so I'm not glorifying or gloating about cheating. What I'm saying is I'm going to do my best to do what trade professionals would say to do in that situation. And I go out there for techniques. And at the same time, I have to acknowledge that I'm fully human. So um, it's a very gray area situation. And I don't have the savior complex, God complex, or Jesus or Messiah complex. I don't have any of these complexes. I don't have the project fixer upper complex. I'm not talking about that. That was back then. Those days are over. I'm talking about who I am today. I would say it's gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna take a lot of work to remove myself from that, and I'm gonna do all the work. Again, I'm. The work doesn't have to be done flawlessly for me to do it wholesomely. Mm. So, um, I want to end the episode by saying, um, that when it comes to sex, 
I hate being in bad situations, and I would never place anybody in bad situations either. So, I am the best sex to myself and to whoever I am excitedly partnered up with. But I must admit, if I did indulge, it wasn't out of malice. I'm talking about the situation. You know, I'm talking about now. If I were to indulge, I would just learn from it and continue to... And I would forgive myself. And I would forgive the other person because it's not... It's not like trash TV type of cheating. It wouldn't be that. It would be more of a, you know, we get along well. We're so super compatible, super intimacy, super chemistry that it was not easy to leave each other alone. And we really did our best. And it, 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 it's, it's rough. So I would just forgive myself and just say, like, keep doing my best, you know, Again, you know, I'm not celebrating cheating or anything. I'm not a... I just want to keep saying that because a lot of times people hear things and they assume. And I'm like, no. I would just say when you really, really find your type and it was somebody else. And y'all, every time you're around each other, it's just explosive. I'm talking about that vibe. Like, wow. I... You, you you do things to my spirit that just makes me have black you know backflips inside and makes me commit you know spiritual gymnastics. It's, it takes a lot of work to do the right thing, but there's always something that I've studied. You know. I've studied weaknesses and strengths, and those are things I remember. And even though we have weaknesses and strengths, um, it's something to be mindful of is that even strong people have weak moments. And that doesn't make them weak. It just means that the flesh is susceptible um, to every part of life just like our spirits are in terms of we have experiences and encounters of life so I had to learn to say hey I'm a good person I have good intentions I did the best I can and sometimes the results don't pan out what we wanted. Um, and that and I'm just acknowledging the gray area of 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 certain types of adultery. Because um, most cheating you go, yeah, that's just trash TV type cheating. There's some it's like I didn't mean to injure that person or myself. We met each other. It felt like the wrong time. It felt like 
in the wrong scenario where, you know, we really value being all around gentle to one another. And at the same time, (sighs) magnetism, it's not easy to say, hey, the magnetism is good, but it has to be channeled properly. I've learned proper sexual channeling which is not always easy to do, especially in that type of situation. So I have learned to just give us great, you know, give us grace and mercy, sexual grace and sexual mercy.